Hey everyone, you're listening to Yap Snacks, a series of bite-sized content hosted by me, Halataha. Today we're diving into an activity that is disliked by many, public speaking. Now, if me just saying public speaking triggers some nervousness, you're not alone. It's estimated that as much as 73% of the population struggles with the fear of public speaking to a certain degree. That means that 238 million people feel nervous about talking to others. In fact, according to the Washington Post, fear of public speaking is America's biggest phobia, and 25% of people say that they fear speaking in front of a crowd. So to any of my listeners out there that have a fear of public speaking or a fear of being judged, trust me, you're not alone. And with that being said, it's time to change all of this. So let's get into it. Here are my top five ways to drastically improve your public speaking. Number one, know your audience. The first step to success when public speaking is knowing and connecting to your audience. Think about what they want to hear. Just like in marketing where you need to understand your customer first, in order to meet your audience's wants and needs in public speaking, first, you need to understand who your audience is. What problems do they hope to solve? Your audience needs to have a reason to listen. And in order to figure out that reason, think about the types of people that will be listening to your speech. Think about their backgrounds. Think about their age. Think about the experiences they may have. What are some of the things that they all have in common? This will help you determine your choice of words, how much detail you'll go into, and ultimately how you will organize your speech or presentation. Focus on relating to your listeners rather than just relaying your message. Once you give them what they want and need, they'll feel connected with what you're saying and be much more interested. When thinking about connecting with the audience, I go back to episode number 53, where I talked to Lila Smith, who's a professional speaker and coach, and she gave some great advice on grabbing your audience and pulling them in if they seem disinterested. So let's say we are speaking to a group and we notice that there's crossed arms, wandering eyes, people are fidgeting, maybe a yawn or two. What do we do then? How do we turn it around? Pivot. Pivot. Pick a different verb. Ask yourself, am I exciting them right now? And maybe, you you know, if you can, pivot your content. It could be your content or it could be just your engagement. It could be how connective you are. It could be that they need to feel something else in order to be compelled to listen. Mm. So disrupt them, make a big, you know, physical gesture just to grab their attention, get them back in and then change your verb. So just now I moved into to mobilize and you can hear a difference in my voice. You know, just in case people had been kind of going, oh, I don't know, maybe I'll listen to the rest of this later. Now I am in mobilize mode. I'm going, if people are listening to this right now, I need you to take action I need you to think about the way that you're communicating and decide that you can do better, that you don't have to be, you know, lazy about it, that you can do something yourself to be accountable for. Number two, tell stories. Telling stories while public speaking is key, especially if you are the one that hates speaking in front of people. Think about it. Telling a story and sharing an experience you've had is way more comfortable than going through a slide deck. It comes naturally to you. It's easy to remember and share. Not to mention, it provides structure to your speech. Starting off telling a story is a perfect way to get your speech going. And while it will help you, the speaker, 
It's also a great way to get your audience engaged and listening. First, think about the main point you're trying to make in your speech. Then think about a personal experience or something in your life that's happened that relates to some of the points you're trying to make. Being able to express emotion and something personal during your speech ensures success and gets your audience interested early on. Also, wrapping up with a speech with an afterthought on your opening story is a nice way to bring the experience full circle while providing a satisfying close for your audience. Now, I can't even talk about storytelling without bringing up one of the best storytellers I've ever witnessed, Eric Edmides. I love his storytelling and public speaking abilities. I've had him on Yap a while back during episode number 58, and he believes that storytelling is one of the best ways to learn because stories speak directly to the nervous system. When we hear a story, what's really fascinating about our nervous system is, is that our nervous system actually can't tell the difference sometimes between fantasy and reality. Here's an example. If I were to say to you right now, you have to salivate right now. You've got to salivate. You can't. You can't do that. <laughs> Or if I said to you, you got to make your heart beat faster right now. You can't. There are certain things that are not consciously within your control. If I told you to breathe faster, you could. That's consciously in your control. But is it conceivable? Is it possible that I could tell you a story that would make you salivate? Yeah. Or a story that would, that would make your heart race and your skin flush, right? So a story can speak directly to the nervous system. His biggest tip when it comes to telling a story is details. Details make a story. If you want your audience to feel something, you have to also feel something during that story in order for it to happen. If you want to tell a story that's going to trigger feelings of sadness, you have to feel sad while you're telling that story. When it gets into the actual storytelling, the best thing I can tell you is this. Details make a story. A story that has the fleshed out details is real to the audience. And this is really important. If you ever want your audience to feel, Mm -hmm. then you have to feel. Whatever you want the audience to feel, you have to feel. So if you're going to tell a story that you believe should trigger feelings of sadness in them, then you need to be sad. If you want to trigger a feeling of joy and, and victory, then you need to feel those feelings of joy and victory. Eric gives a great tip about using a story journal to prepare you before you go make your speeches so that you can just pull from your story journal when it's relevant. I actually implemented this trick when I first started going on podcasts. I was super nervous to be on the other side of the mic being interviewed by other podcasters. And for a period of time, I was getting inundated with podcast requests and I wasn't prepared at all. I didn't know what my stories were. I felt very jumbled. I felt like I didn't have a clear objective that I wanted to get across during these interviews. And so I created this story journal and it's one of the best things I ever decided to do. At Speaker Nation, where we teach public speaking and coach people in public speaking, one of the things that we teach all of our clients to have is a story journal. So what that means is whenever something happens in your life, you open up a page of your journal and you just take notes about it. You don't write the whole story out and I'll, I'll come to that in a minute, but you just take down some bullet points. You go, oh yeah, there was the time that this happened and I was in Paris and blah, blah, blah. And you just write down some bullet points. And I often like to make a note in the top corner, roughly how long I think it takes to tell that story. Mm-hmm. And then in the bottom of the page, I like to make a note about like tags. We'd call them hashtags today like what the topics of that story are, sales or, or influence or rapport or mountain climbing or whatever they might be. And what that means now is let's say you ask me, you book me to come and speak at some conference. I can take out my story journal and I can just leaf through it 
and just the bottom of the page and I can find all, like say you asked me to speak for 30 minutes on sales. I used to go sales, sales and pick all my sales stories. Now, of mm. course, I'm using a very old school methodology here because the truth is I teach people to do it that way first and then I show them how to put it in Evernote or OneNote because it's even better. What's up, Yap Bam? Being an entrepreneur and working remotely definitely has its perks. And I know a lot of you listening in are in the same boat as me. But do you really take advantage of being able to work from anywhere? I know I typically don't, but thankfully this past holiday, I finally decided to make use of my work flexibility for the first time ever. My boyfriend and I decided to pack up and leave to the West Coast to spend an entire month working from home in the sun. We got a super cute bungalow in Venice Beach with a fenced backyard. The change in scenery, the fresh air, and the slower pace to help me to inspire some really cool new ideas for my business. And honestly, I'm feeling really refreshed and ready to rock in 2024. And who helped me make these remote work dreams come true? It was Airbnb. And Airbnb has come in clutch for me time and time again. Whether it's finding the perfect Airbnb home for our three-day annual executive team get-together or booking a vacation where my extended family can fit all in one place, Airbnb always makes it a great experience. And you know me. I'm always thinking of my latest business venture and I've been begging my boyfriend to start hosting our place on Airbnb. And finally, we're gonna start. So many of my successful friends host on Airbnb and it's such an amazing way to generate passive income. So to start, we have a plan to start spending more time in Miami and we'll be hosting our place to earn some extra money when we're back on the East Coast. 2024 goals and I'll keep you updated. A lot of people don't realize that they might have an Airbnb right under their own noses. I was pretty surprised myself. You can Airbnb your place or spare room, even if you're out of town for just a few days or weeks. You could do what I did and work remotely somewhere else and Airbnb your place to fund your trip. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That's airbnb.com slash host to find out how much your home is worth. Young and profiters, it's never been a better time to be an entrepreneur. With inspiration at our fingertips and powerful tools at our disposal, the possibilities are endless. And when it comes to tools that can truly make your business grow, there's one name that always stands out, Shopify. <coughs> Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the real store with the door stage, and even the did we just hit a million orders stage. And if you're in that I need to sell more with less stage, Shopify magic is your AI superpowered sidekick ready to whip up captivating content that converts from blog posts to product descriptions. Not to mention Shopify also is the home of the best converting checkouts in the game, 36% better than other leading commerce platforms. Shopify turns browsers into buyers. It's no wonder Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US. And you can sell whatever, whenever with Shopify. Push pleated pants with Shopify's in-person POS system or monetize mindful meditation. I sell my LinkedIn Secrets Masterclass through Shopify and they've made my life a breeze. It took a couple days to set up my store and I just get to focus on what I do best, creating great content and marketing my product. So don't stress if you're new to this commerce thing. Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. And remember, whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash profiting and that's all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash profiting to start growing your business today. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash profiting.
I want to talk to all you employers out there and let's talk about company culture. At Yap Media, we have a super unique company culture. We are all obsessed with excellence and we even call ourselves this really cute name, Scrappy Hustlers. We're all Scrappy Hustlers at Yap Media. And my team is growing fast. And hiring is a pain in the butt, especially if you're looking for A players that are gonna roll up their sleeves. But luckily, when it comes to hiring, I no longer feel overwhelmed by the search for the perfect candidate because I use Indeed, the ultimate hiring platform. Indeed's matching engine always presents me with a pool of high-quality candidates that match my job description to a T. If you're tired of drowning in your hiring pool, Indeed is here to rescue you. You can use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging your candidates, making the entire hiring process a breeze. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I've hired some of my best employees at Indeed, some of my best scrappy hustlers. With over 140 million qualifications and preferences analyzed every day, Indeed is constantly learning from your hiring preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets at actually hiring your perfect match. Join the ranks of more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that have already chosen Indeed to hire great talent. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash profiting. Just go to indeed.com slash profiting right now to support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash profiting. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Eric is absolutely incredible at public speaking. And this episode is definitely worth checking out if you want to improve your storytelling and public speaking skills. You guys can go check out number 58 with Eric Edmides if you liked those clips. Number three, prepare. In order to confidently public speak, you have to do some preparation. My best tip for preparing is to create an outline rather than a word-for-word script. Having a loose structure for your speech allows for flexibility. You're able to revise your stories on the spot, and you can also add some insight based on how the audience is responding to what you're saying. Memorizing a script word-for-word can come off really inauthentic and too rehearsed, while an outline will allow you to sound more fluid fluid and natural. Once you have your outline together and you know what you want to say, practice, practice, practice. I can't stress this enough. Don't just read it. Practice it out loud. Practice it in front of a mirror. Reading it out loud will improve your memory of the material, whether it's in front of others or just by yourself. Rehearsing it repeatedly is in your best interest. Another trick that I have is to record yourself reading the material and then play it to yourself constantly while you're driving, while you're cleaning, while you're getting ready for the event. This is a great way to memorize your flow and get super familiar with the material while still being natural and not reading things word for word. And by the way, there's no such thing as being too prepared or practicing too much. Number four, pay attention to body language. Body language is a factor in public speaking that many people don't think of right away. They're too busy preparing the words that they want to say that they forget to focus on what their body is doing while they're talking. Effective speaking doesn't only consist of the words that you say. It consists of 55% body language, 38% your voice, and only 7% is actually related to your content. You could be giving the most interesting speech in the world, but if you're speaking with your body hunched over or your head down, no one's going to listen. 
Your body language will give your audience constant, subtle clues about your inner state. If you're nervous or if you truly don't believe in what you're saying, the audience can sense that. So being aware is the first step. Try recording yourself giving a speech and then watch it back. In my episode with Lila Smith, she gave her take on the importance of body language and why recording yourself speaking can be an amazing tool. So video is a really helpful tool. If you are presenting, get on video. It doesn't have to be like somebody else takes a fancy video. It's just for you to watch yourself. Mm. Be aware. You don't have to make eye contact with seven people. You don't have to move your arms in and out from the center of your body. You don't have to take five steps in one direction and 10 steps in another. If you're thinking about that, then you're not thinking about what you're saying. Mm. So if you really want to be present, verb your values is really my direction. Watch yourself on video and ask yourself if you are communicating in a way that exemplifies your values. Some people don't even realize that they're leaning on one leg or fidgeting, but videotaping yourself giving a speech will allow you to see what the audience will see. Another good tip my good friend and world-renowned human behavior expert Chase Hughes told me, who has been on the podcast a bunch of times, he told me that you should slow your pace down. He says fast means fear. So fast speech, fast movements, all of that is associated with fear. So you want to try to slow down your speech a bit and you don't want to move faster than you would if you were underwater. So imagine being underwater and move in that slower type of way. Slow down your speech and you will appear more confident. You also need to pay attention to your audience's body language, not just your own. You have to pay attention to their body language as well. In episode number eight, Hacking Human Behavior with Chase Hughes, which by the way is a Yap classic and one of the most downloaded episodes that we've ever had, Chase gives some really cool insight on this topic. So one thing that your listeners could take away right now is blink rate. This is how often Not how fast, but how often someone blinks. And the less often we blink, the more interested and absorbed we are in a conversation. So the last time you watched your favorite movie, a movie that you really liked, which like for me would be like Interstellar. When I watched Interstellar, my blink rate was probably between a 7 and a 12 blinks per minute. And if you think back to like when you took the math portion of your SATs or you're taking a really hard exam in college, your blink rate can go up to like 55 per minute without you even noticing that there was a shift. So stress increases behavior. So does some kinds of discomfort. So like if you're on a date and the blink rate is really low, you don't have to count per minute. You just see whether or not it's speeding up, slowing down, whether or not it's slow or it's fast. So you shift conversation topics. And if you're a guy and you start talking about like how you change your transmission out on your car and all the process of how to do that, and you see the blink rate go up, yeah, it's time to change the subject. And as a public speaker, I speak to crowds of 200 or 300 on a regular basis. One thing that I do is I take a few people in the first two rows. And as I'm making eye contact, I'm taking the blink rate of the average of the room to measure the interest of everyone in the room. So as I'm moving around, I can see how often people are blinking because I'm making eye contact with people in the audience. I know when everybody's interested in the topic, I can keep going a little bit or when I just need to kind of move forward. 
So from here, you can pay more attention to what you're doing while you're talking. You also need to be able to pay attention to your audience. Stand up straight, take deep breaths, walk around, use gestures to engage your audience. And this energy and movement will come through in your voice, making it more active and more passionate. Number five, think positive. Positive thinking can make a huge difference in just about any aspect of your life. We always talk about the law of attraction here on Yap, so I'm sure it's no surprise to you that this is my final tip. In order to successfully public speak, you first have to believe that you are capable of public speaking. If you're constantly telling yourself that you don't want to give this speech or you're going to bomb your speech or you're so bad at public speaking, you are going to believe yourself. Your brain can't tell the difference between a truth and a lie. This negative talk is going to work completely against you, especially if you do this right before your speech, you're going to lower your confidence and you won't be able to perform at your highest ability. So even if you're the most nervous person out there, do not let the fear take over. Instead, visualize yourself giving a successful presentation. Imagine what that successful speech will look like. Visualize the crowd standing up and clapping for you. You can also use affirmations before your speech to get yourself in the right mindset. Say things like, I'm super grateful to have the opportunity to help my audience, or I'm going to crush this presentation, or this was the best presentation I ever did. And I'm the best public speaker in the world. Be ridiculous with your affirmations. Just be uber positive. You can also do positive affirmations with your body before your presentation with things like power posing. I'm going to let Dory Clark back from episode number one, first impressions, explain that one to you all. So power posing became a very popular concept a few years ago as a result of Amy Cuddy's TED Talk. Uh, at the time, she was a Harvard Business School professor, um, very popular, well-known, uh, wrote a book called Presence. And her talk has become one of the most popular and most watched ones in TED history. Um, she described research that she and her colleagues did about so-called power posing, which is where you assume a posture of uh, that's essentially a sending signals of, of dominance or power in some way. So there was, uh, there was the Superman where you have your, uh, your legs shoulder width apart and you're, uh, you're, you know, flexing your biceps. Uh, there's the, you know, there's the Wonder Woman where you're again, standing with a strong stance and you have your arms crossed powerfully in front of you. So her research showed that if you hold a pose like that for two minutes, that there were demonstrable signs both in terms of the participants' reported sense of feeling power and also in terms of neurochemicals that were being transmitted. So their levels of cortisol, the stress hormone, declined, and their levels of testosterone, which, you know, is tied to, uh, to, to power uh, and, and, you know, feelings of, of dominance or aggression, that increased. So that has become a very popular concept. Young and profiters, I've got a fun fact for you. Did you know that by 2030, over 85% of the jobs that will exist haven't even been invented yet? And that's why we need to acquire new skills and stay relevant and adaptable. By embracing lifelong learning, we can future-proof our careers and our businesses. That's why you've got to check out Economist Education. Economist Education provides online executive education courses tailor-made for professionals just like us crafted by The Economist's own editors and special experts. 
Economist education courses are designed to sharpen your professional skills in key areas like data storytelling, critical thinking, sustainability, and so much more. I highly recommend checking out the Economist education course, Business Writing and Storytelling. It's packed with valuable practical advice on how to inform and persuade through writing reports, social media, presentations, and beyond. The best part, these courses are online, flexible, and self-paced, lasting anywhere from two to six weeks. You're guided by expert tutors. You'll dive into a mix of videos, podcasts, texts, quizzes, and weekly assignments. Plus, you'll get a three-month digital subscription to The Economist to support your learning journey. Economist Education provides access to online forums where you can network with peers around the globe. In a world where knowledge is power, Economist Education empowers you to lead the way. Economist Education is an incredible way to stay ahead in business. And I've got a special offer to get you started. Get 15% off any course only available by going to my special URL, education.economist.com slash profiting, and then enter the promo code profiting at registration. This offer ends on March 31st, so don't wait. For 15% off, go now to education.economist.com slash profiting and use code profiting. Again, this ends on March 31st. If you want 15% off, you've got to go to education.economist.com slash profiting and use promo code profiting at registration. Young and profiters, I actually have a nasty habit of ordering way too many groceries. I'm embarrassed to say it, but I've wasted so much food in the past and I felt really guilty about it, but now my conscience is clear with HelloFresh. Each week, I get ingredients shipped to me with step-by-step recipes. I get fresh, pre-measured ingredients that get me whipping up delicious dinners in no time. And then I reduce waste because you get exactly what you need and nothing else. I love trying new foods and HelloFresh has over 45 recipes and more than 100 seasonal add-ons to choose from every single week. It's so much fun to pick out my meals. It's easier than ever to find something that everybody in your family will enjoy. I personally like to stick with the basics when it comes to HelloFresh. I get their meat and veggies plan. I love the options they have for that. And trust me, it's cheaper than takeout and with pre-proportioned ingredients, you'll never waste money on excess food. And now Green Chef is owned by HelloFresh which gives me an even wider variety of meals to choose from. There's something for everyone. I love switching between the brands and you can enjoy both brands at a discount with me now. Skip the grocery store and save time with easy, tasty recipes delivered to your door. Go to hellofresh.com slash profitingfree and use code profitingfree for free breakfast for life. That's one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at hellofresh.com slash profitingfree with code profiting free. Overall, I think thinking positively, saying positive things, doing positive things with your body will not only raise your confidence level, but also raise the positive vibrations and the good energy that's going to allow you to succeed and engage with your audience during your speech. I know there are so many other helpful tips out there to get you better at public speaking, but these were my top five that have helped me personally and tremendously. And I know they're going to help you in your career. And I'll be honest with you, being great at public speaking is not just going to happen overnight. It takes practice. It might be weeks, months, or even years before you start to feel comfortable with it. But the thing is, you have to try. You have to put yourself out there. Public speaking is a skill worth learning and can lead to so much success down the road. 
So keep practicing, keep pushing yourself, keep getting out of your comfort zone. That's when you're really going to see success. And I hope you enjoyed this Yap Snacks about public speaking. Let me know how you feel about this episode. Drop us a five-star review on Apple, CastBox, or Podbean. Take a screenshot of this app. Show me that you listened to this episode. Upload it to your Instagram story. Tag me at Yap with Hala. And let's chop it up in the DMs. I'd love to hear what you think about this episode. I'd love to know if you want to hear more Yap Snacks just like this. With that, this is Hala signing off. Until next time.